Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to finish the Anxious Dozen. We're going to wrap it up with numbers 6 through 12. And again, as I stated in the last podcast, all of these behaviors are signals that our anxiety is bubbling up, that our anxiety is at a place of we are on the edge here. Now, we all know in our life, many anxious moments, things happen, we get anxious feelings, that's normal. We're supposed to jump up and feel our heart racing and be able to take action. But we also need to bounce right back again into that parasympathetic nervous system and rest and recover and digest and be. That's our normal state. So what happens when we have these anxious dozen happening in our lives that I like to look at them as signals that our anxiety is bubbling up and to remember that it's not the behavior, these 12 behaviors that need to change. They will change, but you don't need to focus on changing these. But what you need to focus on is what is driving your anxiety and how can you bring yourself back into your parasympathetic nervous system so that oversensitized amygdala can begin to heal from being on constant alert 24-7. It's exhausting. And so once that calms down and it begins to heal and your behaviors in your mind, thinking changes into understanding the difference between danger and discomfort, it all starts to settle down and this, these anxious dozen, they fall away. But until they fall away, we want to use them as signals to pay attention to what is actually going on and where where am I, where am I having too much? Where is my attention going that I am not, am I not being aware? Am I not living in the present moment? Am I not doing my self-care? Where is my thinking? Oh, I am overthinking. And I am thinking about things like this anxious dozen quite a bit. This is my world. So I need to slow down. I know people don't want to hear that, but we need to slow down and bring ourselves back, just back to that center in ourselves and be there just to pause and say, okay, right now, everything's okay. Let all of those hormones recede, okay? So let's finish up these 12. We, um, I'll read them all and then we will start with number six for discussion. Number one was seeking reassurance. Number two, trying to stop your thoughts. Number three, collecting information such as on Google, at your doctor's office, etc. Number four, checking things over and over. Number five, avoiding discomfort. Number six, numbing out with food, alcohol, drugs, screens, or other addictive behaviors. Number seven, over-preparing lack of spontaneity. Number eight, 
using superstitious or magical behaviors for safety. Number nine, always trying to make a good impression. Number 10, ruminating thoughts. Number 11, demanding certainty. Number 12, refusing to accept the fact that you have random thoughts. Okay, so let's wrap it up with these. Let's wrap up by starting with number six, numbing out with food, alcohol, drugs, screens, or other addictive behaviors. When we find ourselves really diving into these kinds of behaviors, we want to have a heads up that, okay, okay, what's going on? Where is where is the real root of my anxiety? Food becomes a very socially acceptable way of numbing out, and it needs to be paid attention to. Now, when I say numbing out with food, that can be either end of the spectrum. Food for numbing out can be overeating. It can be eating um, junk food or salty foods or sweet foods, whatever your desire is, and overeating them. Or numbing out with food can also be restricting and not eating and dieting and over-controlling the food intake. So numbing out with food, either end of the spectrum, can be a way of trying to cover up our anxiety or deal with it, as can be our use of alcohol. And there are people who enjoy a drink and there are people who enjoy many drinks so that they can have a buzz or have a relief. Again, it's just not any different than seeking reassurance. It's the same thing. We're trying to get that little change our brain. We're trying to get a little hit of dopamine or uh, numb our brain or go down, put it in a different state of consciousness just so we don't have to be with it anymore because it's so exhausting to have the anxious mind turned on all the time. Same with drugs. Another socially acceptable way is using screens by overworking. I didn't list that, but overworking is very socially acceptable for a place to deal with your anxiety. And you'd be surprised at the people who use that, that overworking is a place where they thrive, a place where they get attention and pats on the back, and they will spend endless hours there in order to not have to deal with the mind, with what it conjures up when they are given a little bit of space. So the the number of, of addictive type of behaviors is endless, and you know if you are doing one because you are understanding that there's something not healthy happening here when you are doing it. So pay attention. Again, it's the heads up part that we're looking for here. Like, oh, I just spent five hours on the internet, like doing nothing and, or watching YouTube things that are really not like, what? You know, when you step back and you go, what, what did I just do? And that's the kind of thing where you just want to pay attention. What am I trying to get away from? What is it that I don't want to be with? Because we all know with our anxiety, the only way to get to the other side is to go through it. We cannot ignore it. We cannot 
numb it away. We can't paint over it. We have to go through it. And so it requires our attention. So if we stop numbing out, we may think that that's all we have to deal with. Okay, let me just quit drinking. That'll take care of everything. Well, it may or may not. And so we want to be sure that what we're looking at here is that the numbing out with food, alcohol, drugs, or screens, whatever, is a signal that there's your anxiety is really bubbling up now and you want to pay attention. Number seven is over-preparing. So that's living with the lack of spontaneity. And um, this is very common, over-preparing packing for trips, over-preparing for events or meetings, needing to uh, over-preparing in work. This can be another way that uh, you end up becoming a workaholic is that a couple of these anxious dozen are starting to tie together where you have to over-prepare for everything that you're doing in your job in order to be perfect or to have it right. And next thing you know, you're, you know, you're working 20, 30 hours over what you need to do just in order to squelch this anxiety that's coming up of perhaps a job not done perfectly. This is a place where we want to pay attention. Are you over-preparing? Have you forgotten what it's like to live spontaneously by just going and doing something? It doesn't mean that it has to be something outrageous or exciting, but just having a little spontaneity in your life. Have you squelched that so that you need to be in control of every moment? That can be over-preparing, and it is part of the anxious dozen. Today's episode is sponsored by Prolon Life. This is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making the cells believe they're fasting. It is proven to induce autophagy or autophagy, the body's internal cellular repair and recycling pathway, which has been linked to improved health and reduced disease. The five-day program uses science-backed nutrition technology that offers the benefits of prolonged water fasting while providing food and nutrients to enhance safety, adherence, and long-term outcomes. I have wanted to do a water fast for quite a while for health reasons, but I've not found the right place or time yet. So I'm very excited to try Prolong Life five-day program as soon as it arrives. It offers all the benefits of fasting without the inconvenience. Prolong Life's program includes snacks, soups, and beverages designed to keep your body in a fasting state. It's no wonder why thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to support healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering the Anxiety Coaches Podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash ACP. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash ACP for the special offer. Prolon L Nutra. That's prolonlife.com slash ACP. Number eight is using superstitious or magical behaviors for safety. 
This is really common, and people don't always look at it as, as being superstitious but or magical behavior, but this comes into play with obsessive-compulsive behaviors, and we, like, might want to make sure that we turned a light switch off in a particular way um, and that will make the whole day go right. There's a lot of examples of these and I don't want to get into all kinds of examples, but you'll know it if you're doing it. You, you know that if you're doing something and you don't feel right and you have to go back and do it again, again, this is, this is coming into play with um, one of our Anxious dozen that we talked about in the last podcast, checking things over and over again, that can become a superstitious or it can become magical thinking or of needing to say something in a particular way. You, you'll know what it is when you're doing it because you don't feel like it's you. It's kind of like you're doing it in order to keep things okay. You're trying to control things. And that is so what the anxious mind wants. It wants to be in control and to know that I've done everything. So everything is going to be laid out perfectly. There will be no surprises, no discomfort, and I will then be okay. But life doesn't happen like that. And so we need to be aware that if we are doing these kinds of behaviors, that it's a heads up. It's a heads up that our anxiety is bubbling. Number nine, always trying to make a good impression. This one surprises people. But again, this is the control piece of our anxious mind. Okay, if I show up making the best impression, everything will be okay. There, It's almost like we are covering up and not wanting to be vulnerable in any way. Because if we're vulnerable, something might hurt or something might be uncomfortable. And we just don't do well with that when, when we're oversensitized. Any discomfort feels like danger. So we want to make sure we make a good impression and there's no doubt in anybody's mind about how wonderful and perfect we or our home or our business, whatever is. And because if, if we are comfortable, we are safe. That's how the anxious mind feels. And so making a good impression feels like it's safety. Number 10 is ruminating thoughts. So these are those thoughts that run around and around and around. We do them over and over again. Now, we all have to think a thought. Often we have to think it many times. Let's use the example I started with last podcast of trying to get to the airport on time for a flight. Well, we want to think, did I, what time, what time do I have to be there? What time did I leave the house? Okay. That should leave enough time. Um, you know, you kind of want to double check those things. Maybe you even do it three or four times. It runs through your head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got that. It all makes sense. Yeah. I didn't miss anything. But when you are thinking that for the eighth, ninth, 10th, and so on time, you know, there's nothing left for you to find in there. There is a place and we all know it when it's happening. And so just like the last podcast, I want you to, 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 to catch those and, and say, okay, ah, I see it. I'm ruminating. Let me just pause here for a minute and actually let your muscles relax. 
even though you're on a stressful ride to the airport, you can relax the muscles in your jaw. You can relax the muscles in your shoulders. You can take a deeper breath with a slower exhale. Nothing fancy. Don't need to count. Don't need to do it in any particular way. Let the belly just relax and let it go that much deeper and let it exhale just a little slower. Sends a message to your mind and body that you are okay. And we can do that. We can do that with our ruminating thoughts. We can say, wait a minute, let's push pause here. Or let's put this car in park for a moment, this mind-driving car. Let's put it in park and just take a couple of those breaths. The, the world doesn't come to an end because you switched up your breathing and you took some time for yourself. It actually is very helpful, and everybody around you will be much happier. Those ruminating thoughts, they take us out of our environment. They take us out of the present moment, and we are being driven by them. And we don't need to be, but we need to pay attention to them because when those are driving, when those are coming up, we are really in a place where our anxiety is bubbling up. So use these as, as little reminders that something needs to switch up here. I need, I need to get a little more calm. I need to work on getting my nervous system back down so that I normally fall into my parasympathetic nervous system every day when I am safe. Number 11, demanding certainty. Yep, we demand certainty when we don't feel safe. When we are anxious, we want to know. This happens a lot with health anxiety. It happens a lot with travel anxiety. Anywhere you can see that the demand for certainty. And it's amazing, like even quiet people, reserved people will will get very boisterous and and, uh, almost pushy when they are anxious because they want to be certain that they're going to be okay. That's how much our anxiety drives us. We want to know that everything will be okay. We want to be in control. And the reality is that life is very uncertain. There's so much that happens that is out of our ability to do anything about it. And as we begin to heal, when our anxiety starts to calm down and we are spending more time in that rest and digest part of our nervous system, we begin to see that the uncertainty is not that scary. It doesn't demand uh, that we go into a danger fight or flight over the fact that we don't know about something or we don't know the outcome of something. We don't know the outcome of a diagnosis or about a change in travel plans or about a restaurant change. It's amazing. Our demand for certainty can sneak into some pretty... um, almost trivial places, but it's so real. And so when you are feeling that, remember, this is my anxiety. This isn't me. This isn't me being crazy fussy. This is because I am not in a good state. I am not getting that parasympathetic rest in my nervous system. I am not releasing these little stresses. They are building up and now causing me to have many of this anxious dozen on this list. And finally, our number 12, 
refusing to accept the fact that you have random thoughts. I run into this quite often where people don't believe that their mind is like all of our minds, having random thoughts. There is a refusal to believe that the mind could think things that are not um, useful or real, and they tend to follow each and every thought as if it was true and as, as if it were necessary to pay attention to. And the more we know about the mind, we know the more we know about the randomness of its thoughts. They don't matter. They're passing through. We don't even know what triggers them. Many things are triggered from subconscious things from our way, way, way past, things we didn't even put in there. They were just soaked up from our environment or our past. So I hope that this this anxious dozen has been helpful for you. It's uh, again, it's on the website. If you want the picture of it is on our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com. It is on the what is anxiety page. And I hope that you'll visit us over there. And it's been delightful to talk to you again today. And I look forward to the next time that we meet. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com. I'd like to invite you to our exclusive group coaching membership. It's an opportunity to join a community of like-minded individuals that are committed to achieving their personal goal of living with more peace and calm. Our membership program offers you the chance to connect with a group of individuals who are dedicated to clearing their chronic stress, anxiety, and panic while living with joy. You'll have the opportunity to participate in live group coaching sessions with me. By becoming a member, you also gain access to exclusive resources and materials designed to support your healing, well-being, and growth. These include skill sheets, access to all the Anxiety Coaches podcast episodes ad-free, and perhaps the most significant benefit of our membership program is the support and accountability that comes from being part of a group of like-minded individuals who are all striving towards similar goals. You'll be able to share your experiences and insights with coaches and group members, receive feedback and advice, and build relationships with people who share your desire to live with freedom from anxiety, worry, and negative thoughts. Start overcoming anxiety today and make it last a lifetime. Sign up for our group coaching membership today and take the first step toward unlocking your full potential for more peace and calm. Go to acpgroupcoaching.com. I'd love to see you in the group acpgroupcoaching.com. The link is in the show notes.